friends, you're listening to Crickets to Cha-Chings, a show where we talk about all aspects of running a handmade business and marketing that business for success while still keeping a balance to have flexibility for your family. I'm your host, Lauren Keplinger, and I am so excited to get started. Let's jump right in. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Crickets Jitcha Chinks. My name is Lauren, and I'm glad you are back here today. Thank you all so much for all the feedback I've gotten recently about the podcast episodes. It is always so nice to me um, for me to hear you guys, how much you enjoy them, and how helpful they are for you because. You know, it's a lot of work creating a podcast, but I love doing it because I love to have that interaction with you and have the opportunity to, um, you know, get in your earbuds every week. And so it's always nice to me when I hear from you that you're really enjoying them. So thank you for all the emails I've gotten recently and all the comments in the Facebook group and all of that. Today on this episode, we are going to talk about moving into 2021, leaving 2020 behind and what that is going to look like for our shops and kind of how we can plan for the new year so that we can be looking ahead and really, you know, diving into your shop and making 2021 the best year that it can be for you. So I have a couple of steps that I want to work through um, and things that I want to talk about as we look forward to that new year and hopefully moving into a year that has less challenges um, both in our shops and also just in life. So there's kind of four thing, four main things that I want to talk about. And the first one is that I think as you move into a new year or a new time frame, even if let's say you have things going on right now and January is not going to be the new transformation period for your shop, but maybe it's the school year or just a time for you that things are changing. Anytime that you're, you know, looking forward to a new period in your life, you really want to set goals for that year. I have talked extensively about goal setting before and the fact that me and my husband sit down every year at the beginning of the year and really set goals for personally, professionally, um, relationship-wise, all of those things. Um, I'm a really big fan of goal setting. I am also super type A, so that probably goes together. Um, But I really want to encourage you to set goals for where you want to um, be for the year because a lot of times what I see people do or what I hear from people is that they don't really have tangible goals or they don't have goals that they've set really at all. And so it ends up feeling like either you're a victim of not being successful on Etsy or you're a victim of your success. So it can kind of go either way depending on where your shop is and what that looks like for you. But, you know, they will either feel like their shop is not getting anywhere and they don't have any control over it or their shop has all of a sudden become really successful and really busy And they're kind of a victim of that success. Like they don't have any control over that either. It's kind of just this spiraling thing. And it's like this train that has just derailed and it's going off on its own thing. And um, and so that gets to be really stressful because they don't feel like they have control over the amount of orders that are coming in and the amount of time that they're working. 
And so while I know if you are in that period where you are not having those sales, it feels like that would be a good problem to have. I can tell you having been on both sides of that, that it's equally stressful both ways. Um, and it's kind of equally frustrating both ways. It, it is not, you know, you think like, well, that's a, that's a great problem to have being too busy, but being too busy actually is a real problem that people deal with. And, and it's not something, you know, I'm a really big fan of balance and um, a really big fan of having those boundaries in your business. And without setting those goals, it ends up feeling like it can be something that's just really, really time consuming. The other part of setting goals that I really want to encourage you to do um, is to make sure that you and your important people in your life are on the same page with the goals that you set for your business. So as I mentioned, me and my husband sit down every year at the beginning of the year and we plan for the upcoming year. And that is not anything fancy. We just have like a notebook that we write down, goals for things we want to do with our kids, goals for our house and our lifestyle and money goals and business goals and all of these different categories. Um, but I think that in doing that, it really has helped us to be on the same page of what where we want to go as a couple. And even if you're not married, um, you know, whether this, whoever this is in your life that you live with or, um, you know, that's important to you to really have that buy-in for them. Because if you are setting goals for your business and you say, I want to increase my sales on Etsy by 75% this year, and your spouse is sitting there saying, my goal is for you to quit your shop and be home all the time and not do this anymore, that is going to cause conflict for you. So to make sure that you really are on the same page with what you want to do and, and you have that buy-in for support um, in terms of, because, you know, I mean, anytime that you're scaling up a business or you're growing a business, it is going to take up some of your time. Like there's no such thing as completely passive income or completely passive business. So um, to have that person that is important to you, support you and cheer you on along the way, that also helps in the times that you're discouraged or that you feel like, you know, maybe this is actually isn't my goal. Like actually, maybe I don't want to do this at all. They can help you to say, you know, this is what we decided we wanted to do. This is where we're going with this business. This is what is important to us. So um, to have them as your cheerleader and, and to have their buy-in is really important um, and can really help you along the way. Another part of setting goals is that I want you to think about what you're working around and be realistic about the limitations that you do have in your life. Um, you know, I think that 2020 has shown us that obviously we cannot plan for everything and there are going to be things that come up that you didn't expect or that you were not expecting to have to work around. Um, but there are also things that we can, you know, even moving into 2021 and recognizing that COVID and, um, you know, kids being out of school or being out of work or whatever has had this new set of limitations that is going to impact the amount of time that you're able to dedicate to a business, whether that's good or bad. Maybe you, um, you know, are working from home now and you actually have more time, or maybe you are having your kids at home with you all the time and you have less time. 
But I want you to be realistic about that because I think that it is, um, it's hard when we are really motivated entrepreneurs and we are motivated to have this success and to have this growth in business to be realistic about where we can move forward in the business and where we are actually kind of just treading water for right now because there are these things that limit us. But I want to really encourage you to think about that realistically because I don't want, uh, I'm kind of talking to myself here, um, but there is a feeling, I think a lot of times, especially if you are really driven to make this happen and really driven to succeed, that you have to do it right this second or else you're gonna miss the boat. And while I think that there are times that we make excuses for the reason, you know, I can't do it or I'm not in a place that I can do it or whatever, there are times that we make excuses for the reasons that we can't be the successful one. There are also things that really do hold you, um, I don't want to say hold you back, but take up your time, limit your ability to do that. And I would say, for example, for myself this year, I had a baby in July. And so... Um, you know, going into 2020, knowing that I was pregnant, I did not set my goals to grow in my Etsy shop this year. I set my goal to basically just tread water for what I did last year to continue to do that this year, because I know that having a brand new baby is probably not going to be the time that I'm going to see this massive amount of growth in my shop. And even if I did see a massive amount of growth in my shop, it would be very stressful to me having a new baby. So you know, I want you to realistically look at the things that you have coming up this year and um, and what kind of time commitment and also just the mental commitment that you can make to the business. And I just want to remind you in that, um, you know, this is also something that I have talked about a lot, but I never want you to feel like the only way that you can be successful in business or the only thing that qualifies as success in your Etsy business is like six figure sales or multiple six figure sales or even five figure sales. Success and that meaningful income that we're striving for looks different for every person. And it is okay for you to be okay with doing less than potentially you could do because you have other things that are important to you. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm speaking of myself here with the baby, but like I am not going to hit $200,000 in sales this year, even though I think probably if I would have like really pushed for it, I might have been able to do that this year, but that is not going to happen because it is more important for me to spend this second half of the year after she was born in July, not being stressed about my shop and being able to take that breather with her and, and be home with her. So I want to give you that permission because I feel like there is a lot of push um, on the internet and um, being connected with other entrepreneurs and other Etsy sellers who do have this really big success and who are really wanting to do big things that there are seasons of life and it's okay for this season to not be the season that you're going to have the biggest sales, the most sales that you're ever going to have. That is not to say that if this is the season that you want to do that, I am totally gung-ho, let's do it, it's awesome, let's let's make that happen for you. But I just feel that there is a lot of pressure, I guess. And I want to give you the permission to step back and say, you know, maybe it's gonna be a year from now, maybe it's gonna be when my kid starts kindergarten, you're not missing any boat along the way. 
that's my soapbox. <laughs> um, if you don't have small children and you don't have those things that are um, limiting you like that, I'm sorry that that's not applicable to you as well. But I think that it can be applicable in a lot of different ways. So even if you don't have young children, there are still things that, that really do, you know, I just want you to have that balance. And I think that it's hard to, um, it's hard to step back and say, this is not the season that I can do that and reach that goal and to set lower goals than you know that you would be able to reach. Okay, the second part of setting goals and moving into the new year is that I want you to make sure that you have a path, a step-by-step path of how you're going to get to the goals that you set. For example, a lot of people I see will have, you know, if I say, what is a goal that you want to set for the year or what do you want to do in 2021 with your shop? People will say, I want to be more successful on Etsy, or I want to start promoting my shop on social media. But there's not any kind of quantifiable results that they're talking about. It's these very vague, non-measurable things. I want to be more successful on Etsy. What does that look like? What does that mean to you? Because that could mean a thousand sales or that could mean 10 sales. And so how do you check that box at the end of the year and say, okay, I actually was more successful on Etsy this year because a lot of times that's a moving target and you wanna put that quantifiable result that you're going for. I also wanna really encourage you as you are doing that to prioritize the things that are gonna get you to that end result. A lot of times when people don't have a path that they're walking with their shop, they kind of just have this vague goal of, I wanna be more successful. What ends up happening is they have these snippets of time or maybe you have a lot of time to work on it, but you don't have any kind of organization of the tasks that you wanna work on. And so they'll end up with, you know, okay, I'm gonna start promoting my shop on social media and they'll do one Instagram post and then they'll get distracted and they won't do anything with it for a week. And then they'll do another post and then maybe they forget about it for a month. Or they'll schedule out a week of Pinterest posts and then they forget about it and they don't do anything to continue that trajectory. So then they're not really ever gaining any momentum because they just have these sort of like one-off tasks that they're doing that take up time and it makes you feel like you are working in your shop or it makes you feel like you're spending this time working on your business, but there's no sort of strategy of what you're doing. And so it doesn't really get you anywhere. It kind of just makes you spin your wheels and it makes you have this time commitment that you're sucked into without ever really moving forward in your business. Jumping in here really quick to tell you that I have a super special Black Friday deal coming up on Friday, and that is going to be a bundle deal of all the programs that I have, including some awesome new bonuses that I am super excited to unleash to the world and see how you guys are able to really scale your sales and scale up your shop in this new year. If you're interested in hearing more information about that bundle deal, you can head to laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist and sign up for the SEO checklist, which will also add you to the email list where I will be sending out all the information about Black Friday. 
If you're already on the email list, don't worry about it. You will get those emails and you will get that opportunity to sign up. But if you do not get emails from me, make sure you sign up at laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist. And watch out on your email for Friday morning. You will be getting that information with all of the programs and the bonuses and the support and everything that is going to come with that for this special Scale Your Sales bundle that I cannot wait for you to see. All right, back to the episode. And I do want to really remind you and encourage you that if you're not bringing in organic sales through the Etsy search and through SEO, you really don't need to be working on anything else in your business. If you are bringing in the organic sales from your your Etsy search and from the SEO, then there are places that you can continue down that path to up-level your business and really continue to increase your sales. But that SEO and um, the organic sales through the Etsy search is the foundational piece of your shop that you need, absolutely need to have in place before you start spending your time on Pinterest or Instagram or anything like that. I have a graphic that I posted in the Facebook group and um, I will post it, I'll pin it to the top of the Facebook group. Um, If you're not a member of the Facebook group, it's laurenkeplinger.com forward slash Facebook. But um, it basically walks you through the step-by-step, sort of the beginner pieces. You start with researching and planning your shop and then opening your shop. Then I would say like step number three would be working on the details like pricing and shipping and really understanding the Um, business part of your shop that makes sure that once you start having sales come in or you start increasing the sales, that you're actually going to be making money and that you are able to fulfill the commitment that is coming in. You know, you, you know how to ship things, you know how to price things for profits and all of those pieces. Then I would say your next step is optimizing SEO. That is really, really important. Um, if y'all have been around this podcast or around the Facebook group at all, you know that that is my, my kind of, um, I don't even know my, my hill to die on. That is the most important piece of your shop. It is the thing that without it, you probably will not ever be successful. And with it, you may not ever need to do anything else. So it is a really critical part of um, having success in your in your Etsy shop is your SEO. After that, I would say the next step is to really understand what's working and what's not working in your shop and begin to pare things down so that you can scale up the things that are working. Then I would move on to Pinterest. And then the last step that I would do would be things like building an email list or influencer marketing. And I put those at the end because I honestly don't think that they're necessary if you get steps one through six in order. um, I think that there is a high probability that you're never going to need to do step number seven, which would be that outside marketing. Um, I have recently crossed over $600,000 in sales in Etsy Um, and I don't do any email list building at this point. I don't really do a whole lot on social media. You know, I really don't have to do that, that last piece of that puzzle because all of these foundational pieces are already in order. So, um, a lot of people want to skip to that step before they're really ready or before they have all the other pieces in order, because it's kind of, I wouldn't say it's the most fun. I think I think it's the most stressful, but it is the thing that keeps you busy. If you are trying to connect with people on Instagram, if you're trying to start a blog, if you're trying to build an email list, those things keep you busy. 
So you feel like you're working on things, but those are not the things that are going to make the difference in whether or not you're successful. They are like the sprinkles on top of the icing on top of the cake. <laughs> and they are, are definitely not necessary if you master these other pieces. So in that part of um, the goal setting and moving forward in your business, I really want you to be intentional about what you're working on so that you don't end up time wasting, getting stuck in sort of this, um, I'm always busy, but not really going anywhere. Um, and the things that are around that really aren't going to bring in those sales. Ultimately, the way that you are going to be more successful on Etsy, and this is like super, super simple, but more success on Etsy looks like more sales. That's how you're bringing in money. Um, I recently read this article online that was talking about how this person was was blogging in order to grow her traffic to her Etsy shop. And this was like promoting blogging for growing her Etsy shop. And it was all about how this person used Pinterest um, to grow her blog to sell on Etsy. And it said that she had 3.7 million views on Pinterest. So you're like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. 3.7 million views on Pinterest. And yet when I looked at her Etsy shop, she had less than 500 sales on Etsy. So what that tells me is that even though she had great success with Pinterest and she had great success with people wanting to follow her blogging on Pinterest, she it was not translating to sales on Etsy. It was just sort of this vanity metric of traffic. Um, I don't have anything, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with Pinterest and I teach about Pinterest and I like Pinterest, but I think that you need to make sure that you have a path of how that's going to translate into actual sales to your shop, not just this traffic that comes in and like, okay, great, I have all these views, but nobody's converting into a sale. So now granted, I, I don't know this person, I don't know this seller, maybe she's making money off of her blog and so she's okay with that and and that is a part of her business that... um that she is enjoying. However, that's not Etsy sales, that's blogging. So that's kind of like a different business. Um, so I wanted you to make sure that the path that you're working on and the things that you're doing are actually translating into those sales. The next thing that you want to do to get ready for 2021 and really get your business, um, you know, organized and, and ready for this new year is to get your finances in order. And we kind of talk about this every year because it is something that people struggle with a lot and it can be really overwhelming for people, but this is a great time to revamp the financials in your business, starting off the new year with a clean slate. So at the end of 2021, you can have everything in place and organized and simplified so that you're not overwhelmed. I think that my recommendation for you would be to talk to a local CPA in your area who's familiar both with, you know, the laws in your particular state and also with your, own, you know, your finances, your business, your financial situation outside of just your Etsy shop. This was invaluable to me. Um, it ended up saving me when I started working with a local CPA. It has saved me a huge amount of money um, because there were things that I never would have thought about and I never would have thought to ask about that were really financially beneficial to me. And I am not a CPA. I am just talking about my own particular experience. But for me, 
I had my business set up as a sole proprietorship for years and then I was paying quarterly taxes with that and then moving to an S Corp and the switch in how the tax situation works with that was really, really beneficial to me um, in terms of the business and the profitability of the business. That's something that I know like basically nothing about other than what my CPA explained to me for my particular situation. And I never would have thought to ask about that because I don't know anything about it. (laughs) Um, But that's why you're paying for the expertise. I have found it to be way worthwhile and not super, super expensive. I think that the first meeting with her where we really went through the business and talked about it was maybe a couple hundred dollars. Um, And we're talking about thousands of dollars in sales. So um, if you are in my local area and you want to know who I use, uh, hit me up on Facebook and I can give you a recommendation. But I think it's really important to find somebody that is local to you that you can actually sit down with and have a conversation with. I am actually um, also going to have a guest coming up on an episode in a couple weeks that is going to work through some of the financial stuff and the taxes and how you can get your bookkeeping in order. So be on the lookout for that episode as well. The last thing I want to talk about with moving into the new year and moving into 2021 to make this your best year ever is to really work on the mindset piece of your shop. This is something that is obviously a lot more intangible, but I honestly think that it's probably one of the biggest pieces of the puzzle and the thing that gets overlooked because it's not a, you know, step-by-step do this and then do this, then do this. But there is a big shift from having a hobby shop to a professional shop or a real job, quote unquote. Um, And the way that you think about it and the way that you think about yourself as that entrepreneur, I think that the biggest shift there is the belief that you really can do it and you really can make this work and make this happen and make this be something that brings in that meaningful income or that makes that difference in your life and your family's life. There is also a huge part of that that requires a lot more patience than almost any of us would prefer. This is not something that is going to happen overnight. It is not something that is going to be like you start an Etsy shop today and a month from now you are rolling in the dough. That is a fallacy um, and I will never ever tell you that it's going to be easy um, or, or an overnight sensation. Think about what it used to take for people to start a new business, a brick and mortar business, like an actual shop that was on Main Street or whatever. You know, they had to have a a building and renovate it and get all the inventory and a cash register and all these things and then do advertising and marketing and be in the shop every single day, you know, for full-time retail hours and all of that. People now want this overnight success and they want to be able to just throw something up on the internet and have this business that's so easy and so simple and just brings in all these sales without them having to do anything. And I think that it can get to the point that it is really, really a dream job, truly this business that does not take up a full-time day, but does bring in a full-time income. But it requires you to get through those early days and that early time where maybe you're working more than you wanna be working, or maybe you're working you know, into the hours of the morning while your kids are sleeping, and maybe you're not having as many sales as you wanna have, but you have to have the mindset and the grit to say, I can do this and I'm going to do this and I know that it is possible and I know that it is possible for me. 
understand that there is not anything special about the people who are doing this and who have that success. Everyone has to start somewhere. Nobody has this advantage that you don't have. And there are good and bad things about having an established shop already. So people will tell me like, well, it was easier back in 2012 when you started. And I would say, yeah, I mean, there wasn't as much competition back in 2012, but also nobody knew what Etsy was. Like even in my real life, I had to explain to people what Etsy was and there was no advice on the internet at all. And there were so few, so many fewer buyers on the platform. There is so much more tips and tricks and Facebook groups and things that will get you there faster now. So while there was less competition back then, I would say that it's easier now to have a shop that is optimized and really can grow faster. Like you don't have to have this long trajectory of growth. Now I am saying that as I just said that it does take time. So, you know, I think there there is this grit that you have to have, but I don't want you to make the excuse that the people that are successful and the people that are doing this are somehow different than you or they have this advantage that you don't have or there is something about them that makes it that makes it different. I recently asked in my SEO Superstars Facebook group for people, you know, what are we celebrating? Let's celebrate together. And I had so many awesome responses from people. But for example, I had a student, um, Angel, who went from 80 sales in the first half of 2020 to 280 sales between August and November. I had another student, Laura, who had 150 sales in her first three months of opening. And then in the first half of November, she had 85 sales. Another student opened in September and has had $750 in sales in a shop that sells printables and stickers, so not high dollar items. These are not shops that have been open a long time. So if you're using the excuse that you missed the boat or everybody's already doing something that you wanna be doing or it's so much harder to get seen now or so much harder to have success, I really want you to dive into what is actually holding you back because that's not it. it. There is still plenty of room to be successful. There are still plenty of people who are doing it. They're diving in, they're seeing that success and they have just gotten started. I also want to encourage you to celebrate along the way. I say this all the time in my Etsy Roadmap Facebook group and my SEO Superstars Facebook group. Um, we have to celebrate the small steps, especially if you're in those early days where it does get frustrating or it does get discouraging. And you know, you say maybe I only had five sales this month, even though I had zero sales last month. Celebrate that. That is a huge increase to go from zero to five. So. If you only look at the goal at the end of the road, it is gonna be really discouraging. I want you to celebrate those increases in sales, the good feedback, the increase in traffic, the new product line that you're excited about. Celebrate all of those small steps along the way and don't get lost in the process or think that the only thing that is the success or the only thing that is successful is that end goal that you've set for yourself that maybe is a year or two years away from now. I hope that this episode has been helpful for you. I would always love to hear your feedback. And I also just want to remind you to get on that email list if you are looking for um, some help and some encouragement and support along the way. You can get on my email list and get that SEO or the Etsy SEO checklist um, for free at laurenkeplinger.com forward slash checklist. 
that will add you to the email list, which will also give you all the details about that scale your sales bundle that is coming out on Friday for a very limited time. I cannot wait to launch this group and launch this new set of sellers into 2021 with all the tools that they need to start, grow, build, scale, automate your shop and really hit the ground running for this new year and make this the best year ever. Thank you for tuning in today and I will see you soon. I will see you next week back here on the podcast. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you.